Welcome to the Underestimate Me podcast, a podcast for online entrepreneurs who are ready to change the way they do social media and online business to see real results. I'm your host, Brittany Jones, social media marketer, business coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur. And I'm on a mission to help you simplify this whole social media thing, get the tips you truly need to see results, and let your heart on fire so you can build your success story and show the naysayers what you're really made of. Why don't you go ahead and underestimate me? That'll be fun. Are you ready? (laughs) Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because today we actually have an expert here with us to talk about Facebook and Instagram ads. And I'm so excited that you said yes to this interview because I know there are so many of you that have questions about this, a lot of you running businesses online. And I have actually been following Melissa for a while on Instagram and I just love everything she's putting out there. So what she's putting out, I am picking up. So I am so excited to introduce to you guys, Melissa Litchfield of Litchfield. Field Media. She is the owner of her own digital advertising company who works with female entrepreneurs that are in the online space. So perfect person to talk to. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you. So I wanted to start out today with what I call CEO confessions, just a little bit of an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. So I want you to finish these sentences for us. The first question I have is, I'm currently watching. Mm, okay. Right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, currently watching. I feel like my husband's currently watching Narcos every night. Mm. Um, it's like the newest season of it, but yeah. yeah, we were doing Tiger King for a while. Like we rewatched it cause we were just kind of obsessed. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's so weird that it's good. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. how does this keep becoming more of a train wreck? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like you can't believe it. This is like real life that it happened. So yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. A product I've recently bought that I'm loving is. Um, I feel like I've been shopping a lot for my daughter recently. Um, just the cutest little rompers from like Amazon. I'm like, I need that for myself so we can like match. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I would say, Oh, the most recent thing I bought shades. Oh, those are a vibe. (laughs) So yeah, I did, I did buy myself some shades recently, some new sunglasses. Yeah. And you said those are Ray-Bans, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love a good Mm Ray-Ban. So good. The first thing I do when I wake up is coffee. Mm. I, I brew some coffee. Usually my daughter's in my room. She usually wakes us up. It's typically around like 637 and she's like, mommy, I want cereal. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I get, get her cereal. And then I'm like, all right, coffee, coffee instantly. Yes. <laughs> Love that. The last text I sent was, oh my gosh, how do people remember these things? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've had some funny answers to that too sometimes. Right. Um, I think it was just my husband saying, I miss you. And I was like, miss you back. That's so sweet. That is so cute. I like that one. Okay. So some business questions I have for you. Mm -hmm. The thing that you have loved most about your business journey is. Oh gosh. I think it's just the community aspect of everything. Um, Entrepreneurship is so lonely at sometimes, you know, and then last year, 
I went to a few different conferences and I was able to meet like some of the girls that I actually follow and meet them in person. So I feel like we were just able to connect even more so on a personal level after that conference. Um, it kind of sucks now with like coronavirus and like all the things are canceled. Um, yeah. I'm like dying to like get out of the house, go on another trip, go to another conference. Um, but yeah, I really love the community aspect of just like everyone else in the online space, like not really doing the same thing, but like we can so relate to like each other. Yeah. Cause it gets so lonely otherwise. Like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that too. Like, I don't know if you do any group programs, like that's why I really like group programs and coaching programs too, because that's another way outside of conferences that I've met people too. Mm-hmm. It's been like, yes, really yes. I have, um, so just wrapped up like a funnel program, um, cool. where we kind of, for eight, eight weeks we dive in and all the girls, you know, they've been building their first funnel and yeah, I was loving those calls. And like, now that they're over, I'm like, Oh my God, like, when can we do it again? <laughs> so was that a program you were running? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Teaching to build a funnel. Okay. So we're going to get an, I have a million questions for you. So this is good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then the thing that you've hated most about your business journey. Mm, I think it's just like, it's, it's almost like just, you know, you hate to do it, but like, you know, you have to, it's like when that client is just not the perfect fit. Right. Oh, okay. Good point. That conversation and you're just like, yeah, it's, it's not working out anymore. Like, you know, and it, it pains me because like as someone that wants to be so good and wants everyone to succeed, like sometimes not everyone is always a perfect fit. Yeah. So yeah, I've had to have, you know, just a few of those conversations so far. So I think it's also streamlined like my onboarding process and just like my vetting, you know, like the applications and people that want to work with me. I really want to make sure that like one, they have a solid business first. And they're not kind of like jumping into Facebook ads right away or too early or too soon, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but also making sure that like boundaries are <laughs> yeah. being respected. So that's something I've had to like, I've included in my contracts now. Like, yeah. And I've had to let some clients go because it's just a little bit too much. <laughs> you know what? I'm really glad you're bringing this up because I feel like this is not something that a lot of people talk about online, having to let clients go. I feel like a lot of conversation is like, how do you get clients? But there's the flip side of that. Like there are clients you have to let go too. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the hardest thing to like literally like realize and then also do. (laughs) This is not working. Yeah. It's a hard conversation for sure. How do you know when it's someone that has to go? Like how, like, is it? Um, For me, it's, it's more so like, it might be one, the client boundary thing where it's like, millions of Slack messages and text mm. messages on the weekend. Like I try not to give out my phone number, but, um, Same. you know, every now and then it's something comes up and they're just like, I just need to ask you a real question, you know, and as like that business owner that just wants to provide and wants to please their clients, like sometimes it does happen. And then it kind of goes like off the deep end and you're like, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. I actually, I'm glad you said that you don't give out your cell phone number either or try not to, because that was something I battled with at the beginning for a while. I felt like I had to, like I should, like, who was I to not be giving that? And it like changed my business when I decided I wasn't going to give that out anymore. And I was going to put boundaries around it because otherwise it doesn't stop. Yes. 
yeah, I think I realized it was in my email signature and I had to remove that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. So I try to keep like Slack. I try to keep Slack internal. Um, I have like one client that really wanted a Slack channel. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll let that be, but like, do know that I am not going to be answering out on the weekends. Like there's certain boundaries that I really had to put in place for that. But yeah, I try to keep like Slack internal email for clients. I think like one, one particular client has Voxer. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep them like separately. Um, obviously that's something I can improve because it's like, oh, gosh. we all can different things. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I use email for clients a lot too. It's been good. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about your business, what you do, how you got started, like all that jazz. Yeah. So I will kind of like backtrack to after I had my daughter. Yeah. Um, So almost like three years ago, I was really searching for like, okay, I need to get back into the groove of things, like get back into like the full-time job thing. Um, I stayed home with her for a year and a half and I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm move on. You know, <laughs> I've spent so much time with this little person. I need to interact with adults. And yeah. I just wanted that, like, you know, that purpose, like that other thing in life that like I was working towards for, like, I'm such a driven person. I'm like an Enneagram three. Yeah. So I'm like the achiever. I want to do something. I want to like prove, you know, <laughs> other people yeah. that they can be successful. Um, and my husband was all for it. He was very supportive. Um, I was doing like side things, like odd, like social media, um, just like consulting on the side, you know, like sure. digital advertising, social media stuff on the side yep. for like, small businesses. Um, one of the companies, companies I started working with was um, Num Num. It's like a little spoon for babies. And I was like using their products. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. I just bought that as a baby gift for someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time I was living in Pensacola, Florida, and the owners actually are from there. So I connected with them and they're like, Oh, we'd love to hire you, you know, as a consultant. So I was working for them. Like I love the product. I was already using it myself with my daughter. So it just kind of started from there. And then I actually applied for like a full-time remote position at a digital marketing agency. And I was there for about six months and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm overworked, underpaid, and I need to get out. (laughs) So so yeah, I was like working so much. Um, Imagine like the Slack and the Voxer thing, like going off all the time. It was like, so, so whenever I have (laughs) that coming into play in my own business, like I get like flashbacks to that. Literally PTSD. (laughs) PTSD of like Slack and Voxer and all the things like just all the time. So I vowed to myself to like, never let my business get like that. Um, and yeah, and then I started Glitchville Media about it almost like, well, over a year ago. So last April, it's been a year and yeah, we hit six figures in revenue, like shortly after we were like, you know, celebrating our anniversary. So crazy, Good you know, I have like, you know, other em- employees, no one's full-time yet, but like, you know, baby steps. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Six figures in a year. Like that's, I'm so proud of you. That's not something that every entrepreneur gets to say. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And I, I think I want a lot of your listeners to realize that like, 
it is totally normal for it to take longer. So don't feel so much pressure. I know like this industry really puts pressure on like make six figures, make six figures. And like you hear of some people making it in eight months or four right. months or even shorter. And you're just like, oh my gosh, all this pressure. And trust me, I did the same thing to myself. And I just want everyone to know that like, it's okay if it takes a little longer, like to really build that solid foundation, yep. it is going to take some time. Um, and if you ramp up so fast, like you might crash and burn right away after. So sure. it's okay to take your time and take baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone has their own journey with it. You know, like it's nice to be inspired and then make it your own too. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. That's pretty much how Litchfield Media came about. I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. You know, I've been, I was working with some of like top influencers in the industry with that agency. Like Boss Bay was one of my clients. So, so cool. I really felt the need to like, I can do this on my own. Like yeah. <laughs> I can really make this a thing. Right. And I, I just felt like it was time to like finally believe in myself. You know, it's like, I'm so over working for somebody else, you know, making their dreams fulfilled. Like I'm ready to go all in on my own dreams, you know, yeah. so. and do your own. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the digital advertising space, like what does that look like? Like what type of clientele do you typically work with? I know you mentioned boss babe, like what, what do you mm-hmm. do for clients, I guess, in that world? Yeah. So anyone that has a online like product service. So a lot of service-based entrepreneurs, but also a lot of online coaches. So that's kind of why, like, I mean, I, I said boss babe, but that's because everyone knows them, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Like, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyone that has an online product or like a digital service, so like course creators, um, even just like the low ticket items as well. Like there's a lot of people that are doing the low ticket funnels right now and they're running yeah. ads to those, um, which are crazy profitable right now, by the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's typically who I work with. But yeah, a lot of online coaches because I think most coaches are driving traffic to like a webinar or a challenge or, you know, retargeting to their sales page. So all those things. Hey, Bar & Girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Okay. I have lots of questions about this. So I just want to like dive right in (laughs) What with Facebook and Instagram ads. I don't know if this is like every entrepreneur at the beginning. This is how I felt. The more I started to learn and even test ads on my own, I realized it was something different, but it feels like, why don't you just create an ad and just sell your product and be done with it? But there's more to it than that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. One, you need a funnel, right? Um, so a lot of the times I think people are so eager to like work with, you know, a Facebook ad specialist or an ads manager. And they're like, yeah, I have this course. I literally just created this. Now I want to run traffic to it and sell it. And then they don't realize that one, not everyone buys something over a hundred dollars right off the bat. Like cold traffic doesn't typically buy right up right away. So the second thing you need is some sort of like nurture phase, right? So like, it's okay to like utilize the freebie thing, you know, I always recommend a tripwire too. (laughs) 
So have a freebie tripwire, like something really low ticket. It helps offset that ad spend. And then there's going to be a email sequence that's triggered after that. So they're getting like a series of like five or six or seven or so emails where they're really getting to know you. You're providing value. You know, you're sprinkling in like the testimonials, the agitating the pain, the problem, like all that is encompassing in your email sequence. So by the end of the email sequence, like you really are pitching to them at the end. Right. Like you're really hard selling them. (laughs) So that's where you can like literally sell your like one to $200 product at the end of that welcome nurture email sequence. Okay. Cause it's never like, not that it never is, but you would never recommend like an ad, like here's my product, buy this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that's why so many people are doing, you know, like masterclasses and webinars. Like they really need to one, get to know you first, know that you are credible. Um, and they, and consu- as a consumer, we want to know that other people have gotten success as well, right? We're not going to buy something right off the bat just because we honestly believe everything you're saying from like an ad, you know? Yeah. Um, unless, of course, like this, I'm not going to say this doesn't work, but like if you're, if you want to target your warm audience and you're, you're launching something for like the third time, like, feel free to target your warm audience and send them an ad, but also know that you need to be showing up on social media as well. You need to be talking about on stories. You need to be, you know, giving them value. All those things are encompassing. And I'm the type of person that I preach like paid and organic. They work together harmoniously for your marketing efforts for your business. Okay. I love that. Can we talk about boosting posts? I know your answer to this because I follow your social media and you recently (laughs) talked about this, but I know because I get this question all the time from people like, should I boost an ad? So what would you, or boost a post? What would you say Mm -hmm. about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about ads in general for a second. When you boost a post, the main objective for boosted posts is for engagement, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're boosting a post, that's the objective that Facebook or Instagram is going to automatically, you know, put towards your boosted posts. Um, So one, that means you're just going to get more likes and shares from people that already know you, right? The objective is not conversions. So if you're looking to sell a product, I highly recommend you go into ads manager, take the money that you're spending already on boosted posts (laughs) and put that into an actual conversion ad campaign. So, you know, it it takes a little more like thought and effort but it's worth it. So when you're thinking about, okay, what type of ad copy do I want to put in my ad? What type of images do I want to test? What type of audiences that I'm going to target? You know, um, utilizing that ad spend that you're doing already, like I'm sure people spend like 50 bucks a week or something on boosted posts, if not more, um, take that money and put it into an actual conversion ad campaign. Okay. I love this. So I have a question about how much money to spend in ads, and I'm sure this is different for each person, but what do you recommend budget-wise if you are going to maybe A, start a funnel, and then like B, ongoing, how much should you pump into ads for them to even be worthwhile? Yeah, it, it really depends on your end to revenue goals, right? So say you want to make $20,000 like at the end of your launch. Maybe that's your launch goal. Um, it really like also depends on conversion rates too. Like, do you know your conversion rate from a webinar? Do you know how many people typically show up on your webinars? So like, um, there's some industry standard numbers that we can talk about. Like the average um, show, up weight, show up rate for a webinar is 30%. So anything 30% or higher. So you can always like go conservative and like, 
you know, estimate like how much ad spend is going to take to hit that $20,000 revenue month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the higher the conversion rate is like, obviously the less money you're going to have to spend on ads. Right. Yeah. So it kind of depends on one, your price point of your product. Big, big thing that's going to factor into your ad spend to your conversion rate and three, um, your show up rate on your webinar, or just if you're running a, a challenge, then it really depends on like how many people are actually like watching your videos, you know, day to day. Yeah. Makes sense. So is there a period of time where you need to like trial your ad, like figure things out before you feel like you've got it clicked in place and then you just kind of pump money behind that ad that you know is working? Yeah. Typically it takes for, let's just say for like a lead magnet, like really simple lead gen ad campaign, 24 to 48 hours, test some things. You'll, you'll figure out the winner, like easily you'll be able to see. Um, the biggest common mistake that I see is people kind of lump all of their ads in one ad set and they test it against one image, one copy, one version of copy. And they're like, Oh my God, my ad's not working. And it's, it's really about, okay, one, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Okay. Two, make sure you separate your audiences in individual ad sets. So you could really like linear, like define, like you'll be able to look at the ad set across an ads manager and you're like, Oh wow, this spent $5 and I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is this something that like you and your team could do for people? Like I'm hearing all this and like my brain is like, Oh my God, there are so many moving pieces here. Like, is this something you do for people? Yes. Yes. So the, the agency side of Litchfield media does done for you ads. So my team will come in, you'll, you'll start with like a client kickoff call with me. We'll go over our questionnaire and all of those questions that like, I literally just kind of talked about are those things that we talked about revenue goals, leads, um, targeting budget, stuff like that. We go over in our kickoff call via the questionnaire. And then we really lay out like, okay, here's our plan. And then we can implement from there. So within about a week, my, my team can get you live with your ads. Um, so yeah, it's like a daily thing that we're looking at your ads or optimizing it. Um, obviously lead gen is a lot, I won't say easy, but like it's less maintenance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, with conversion ads, it does take a, a lot more elbow grease, right? Because it's like a daily thing. You're logging in, you're looking at the ad spend, you're looking at conversions, you're looking at other metrics like click-through rate and cost per click and cost per purchase, like all those different things. Um, so it really takes a lot more like maintenance and time, so to speak. So like for, for a business owner, it is going to be time consuming. So once you're at that point though, in your business and you can outsource it, like that's when you're ready to like scale. Right. That's okay. That's good. Okay. So I'm sure you've had people say this before. I feel like, and I've never hired someone to fully like run an ads campaign for me or anything, but I feel like I've wasted a lot of money in ads before. And then I feel like I've heard people say, you know, they've even invested in campaign managers and felt like they've wasted a lot of money. So like, how do you, at what point do you feel like from testing your ads, you should know if they work or not? Like time-wise, like, is that like a couple months? Is that a few weeks you should start to see some indicators? Yeah. So you can hear me. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, that's, that's a good question. So if you're running ads to a webinar ad campaign, um, you really don't know if that leads are going to convert right until after your webinar. So sometimes it does take like a week or two or however long you're promoting 
the webinar, the challenge, et cetera. But um, typically for webinar and challenges, ads will start like a week before the actual challenge or webinar starts because if you start your ads out too far in advance, like people are literally going to forget. <laughs> They're not going to show up probably. Yeah. So this is fine with like your organic audience, like promote two weeks in advance or however long, like your coach tells you, yeah. but for ads, like cold traffic, people are just really not going to remember, or it's going to be harder to get them engaged and get them to join or, you know, watch the actual web webinar. So, so yeah, I really depend, like sometimes like you literally won't know like how the results are going to be until after. Um, but that's where like your conversion rate kind of comes into play. Like if you know, how much you convert, you know, with your organic audience, it will be a really good, like just predictor for, for me, my team to really help you predict the, like, you know, what's going to happen with a paid launch. I love that. That's so good. So if someone like is thinking about getting started in ads, what would be the first thing that you recommend that they get in check or they start doing? Yeah. So build that funnel, build that yeah. funnel. So like the freebie page, which, I have templates, by the way, for Kajabi and Kartra. <laughs> okay, this is good. Uh, Hot yeah, <laughs> I, just, I found a lot of my clients or like people that wanted to work with me, they just didn't have a funnel yet. Yep. And I myself as a consumer, I was like, these templates that are already in Kajabi, ClickFunnels, Kartra, you name it, they're also yeah. bro-like and masculine mm -hmm. and, you know, bro-marketing, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, nothing was feminine, modern, chic, stylish. So I just was tired of like, you know, tweaking things myself or buying other templates for like other platforms and then having to pay someone to custom code them on my site, yep. which I use Kartra by the way. But um, I was like, you know what? There's probably a market here because like I'm buying the templates and I'm paying extra to just get someone to like build it on another platform. Um, and yeah, so, but yeah, definitely start with your funnel. So like the pages first. Um, I actually like to write the copy. So like for a freebie, it's like really easy. I'm sure you can just like write the copy and, and do it right then and there on the actual page, like whatever software you use for your um, funnels. Yeah. Um, always have a thank you page. So that way you can place your pixels, you know, your conversion pixels and track conversions there. And then the email sequence. I feel like that mm -hmm. is the literal, like that's what's going to drive the sales. That's the email sequence is typically like 80%, like of your emails will drive the sales. Okay. Um, a lot of people forget that, you know, they'll build a freebie. They'll put up a simple landing page. I know in Flowdesk, you can create one really easily. Yep. Sequence. <laughs> okay. They don't follow up with everybody that opts in. So yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like <laughs> so good. You know, like I didn't even really realize like how much emphasis needed to be on that email sequence. And it's funny because I even know how well email sequences do in organic marketing. And I'm like, I was so focused on getting the ad right and getting the, the tripwire right or whatever else. And obviously those are important, but I just forget about the email sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, your tripwire will offset your ads been a little bit, you know, and, and typically tripwires convert up like two to 3%, but the bulk of like your sales are literally going to happen in the emails. So, Okay. I love this. Obviously the ad helps bring them in, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to discount the ads altogether, but like of course. they do like carry the rest of the weight. Yeah. They're like a good juice injector. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, 
if the listeners want to get in touch, especially like, I feel like those templates are gold talking to you about ads and connecting with you, where should they go? Yeah. So litchfieldmedia.org is my website and there is like a specific tab that says sales funnels. Just click on there and you can access the templates from there. Um, and then also I'm on the gram all the time, <laughs> Litchfield media on Instagram. That's where you can find me, find me most. You can send me a DM. Um, I'm very open and I'll send you a voice memo. If you have any questions, like I won't turn you away. <laughs> oh, cool. We'll leave your links in the show notes as well for everybody so that we can connect everyone and check you out there. Thank you so much for being here with us today and answering all my questions. And I have a feeling that you're going to have some listeners in your DMS, which is great. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited for this. I'm like, Hey, I'm pumped. I want to go start some ads now. (laughs) Yes. Build those funnels, start the ads, do all the things. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us Mm -hmm. and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this episode. If you could take a second and share this on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, I would be so thankful. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And until next time, get out there and give the haters something good to watch. Why don't you go ahead and underestimate us all? That'll be fun.